Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? Kelly Butler is a former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, but he also played in the NFL. Butler now works with indigenous children in Winnipeg. Playing for a purpose, works with young people, providing mentorship and creating opportunities. Kelly, as a black man and a former professional athlete, how are you feeling watching all of this unfold? It's your host with the most, it's your boy KB. How are we doing today? Man, that energy feels amazing. We're going into 2021, and what are we taking with us? How are we going to be able to approach this? And I've really been on this positivity. And in a very short period of time, I see that other people are being inspired by how I respond to adversity. A lot of times, when I, when I, when I look at 2020 and reflect, and we have to reflect, because it's easy to fall back into bad habits in 2021 if we don't reflect and learn from 2020. Today's episode is the rebuild and the bounce back. I think the most inspiring things when you look at a comeback is what did that individual learn? What was he able to take away from that? And I got a good friend in the building today. Um, it's somebody that We've gone through similar situations and we had a real good conversation off camera and off the podcast, but I do have in studio, I have my buddy, my boy, Will. Is I want to talk about why Will's here. He's a dad, first and foremost. Second of all, he's somebody that's overcoming, um, dealing with uh, some PTSD and some trauma. And thirdly, he's a former athlete and somebody I coach with. So he's somebody that's relatable, that's going to give me a live res response, but he might not say much. Only thing he might be doing is just sparking up something and just listening to a conversation. And, and, and that's what we're doing here. As, as I look at what's the audience, today is talking about what is, as a dad, that I have to deal with in 2020 and where am I trying to rebuild for 2021? And I see the first and foremost is the mental part. Mentally, when I was going through what I was going through, I had to ask myself, what was the challenge? The biggest challenge that I look at is, is like, people kept looking at me like I was crazy. And I think I was crazy because I felt what I was doing was serving other people. So now in 2021, I want to serve more people at a higher level. But I also want to understand what was it that people wanted to call me crazy about and why were my emotions so off the chart? Because guess what, guys? I, I had too much going on. I literally had too much on my plate. When you put too much on your plate and you go to that all-you-can-eat buffet, and we both know the place that I'm thinking about here where you stack it up and they cook it in front of you and food is falling over and you never really finish that amount. But for some reason, you just keep going back. And that's kind of what I was. I kept going back and stacking up the problems that I wanted to solve with certain people, but I didn't take a pause. And then all of a sudden, as I'm solving these problems, some of the people were presenting more problems. And if you keep running a car or keep running a person too long without getting an oil change, that oil, that engine breaks down. It doesn't mean it can't be rebuilt. It doesn't mean that it's not ready to get back on the road, but it's going to take some time for a maintenance of that machine. 
So that was for me. 2020, that machine was running. That Hummer, everybody knows the Hummer, the H2. Oh, man, I'm going to bring her back out. Like, she's going to come back. She's, she's in rehab right now. She, she's on the block. She's just sitting there on ice. But it doesn't mean that the value and that energy doesn't come back. So as I looked at the last 90 days, I'm like, man, I was in rehab. I was trying to go through just identifying the problems that I was dealing with. I knew they were going to come to a head in December. And I knew if I didn't have those resolved by January, there was no chance for the plan that I was having in place for 2021 to happen. It wasn't going to happen. It was the most overwhelming thing that I can ever tell you. Because a lot of times, as I know that you have to be able to push forward, you have to push that football down the, the field. You have to keep pushing regardless of what people say. You have to believe, man, if you're doing that in real life, and the people that are booing and cheering you on are your friends. And at the end of the day, when you score and there's nobody else, but it's just you and you're bloodied up, you know you went to battle. And you know that you weren't doing it for the guts and the glory if you're willing to get back in the game again. Now, you look at the people around you that you were fighting for or fighting with, and some of those people got wounded and you got wounded mentally, physically, and emotionally. Now, if you jump right back into battle, then you haven't even had a chance to look at the film. You haven't even had a chance to really evaluate what went wrong in 2020. Have you even really evaluated what 2020 was to you on what level it was? Before we get into today's topic about the rebuild, did you really reevaluate 2020, your last 90 days? So when we talk about Kelly 2021, I'm going to get to the details real quick. When you look at business, you look at your last 90 days. So in your last 90 days, when you do an emotional, you know, evaluation. So go backwards. December, the month before December, I think it was November. And the month before it was October. So it's, it's, it's easy. That's kind of when you take the, when you get pulled over. And I'm not going to riff, but when they tell you to go backwards, it makes you think a little bit. It makes you work backwards. So the last 90 days, what was your routine? Now, if you're looking at that routine, you're saying, well, oh, that routine was on point. I feel really positive about it. I'm happy with where I'm at. And you can identify the people that you weren't happy with. Then 2021 should be easier. But if you don't even know what you did the last couple of days, then how are you really getting ready to get into this new plan? I knew that I had to prepare for 2021. So what, have I, what did I do in 2020? And hopefully some people like Amazon, they were innovative. They were creative. There are sometimes in 2020, a lot of people made a lot of money. There's a lot of people that lost a lot of money. We're just talking about a business plan right now. Now, from a, from a, from a, from a relationship capacity, well, I broke down mentally and emotionally. But business-wise, I did a really good job. I did an amazing job business-wise. If anything, this was the best year for playing for a purpose I have ever seen in my life. Because we look at 2021, we have $120,000 worth of scholarships for the Betty Butler Foundation. We have $40,000 worth of scholarships for the Playing for a Purpose Scholarship with the University of Manitoba for the football and for my mother's scholarship for the basketball. I prepared for that in 2020. We've paid for field time for the next two years as far as in football. We are prepared. There is a, a credit of $30,000 for busing that's already paid for that we use for this year and yet last year. So as far as a business, the foundation is ready to rock and roll. As far as Kelly Butler employed as a foster parent, 
I'm still in the process of saying, well, my day in, day out activities, that liquid capital, my daily things, my 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 my, my budget monthly, which is about 10 grand. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm short right now. But from the bigger picture, if donations come in or sponsorship comes in, we're really in a great position. So I want to make sure when we look at where we are and where we're trying to go, I want to understand that I projected for some of these things to help be prepared. Now, if you haven't done those things, then you have to ask yourself, all right, well, what's going to be the plan to help execute? Now, there's this one thing that I had. I had a plan about these books for Black Lives Matter. I bought $30,000 worth of books, the foundation, and I, I created the idea and we collaborated. What am I going to do with those books in 2021? Now, I'll tell you about my plan to be able to help facilitate the bigger picture. So there's certain things that are in place because of the things I did right in 2020. There are certain things that are not in place because I made some mistakes in 2020. So we have to really look back at the last 90 days if you're trying to be serious about 2021 and really identify how'd you do. And then you got to say, well, what are you going to categorize yourself as success? The last 90 days as a dad, I failed. I wasn't showing up. I was going through my emotional vulnerability. My, my levels as a dad were high and low. Because at the end of the day, I got my, my good friend in the building, Will, and he's agreeing and shaking his head, and we're looking at each other saying, so how did we do the last 90 days? And I'm like, man, you outperformed me. You showed me that with the things that you're dealing with, you're still able to be a better father than I am. So you're giving me hope to inspire me. And, I, and he's kind of looking at me saying, well, Kelly, I'm not necessarily physically where I want to be. I'm like, well, if you stay inspired to be a dad, with modern technology and money, we should be able to get your body healthy. You understand? Because there's some people here that are listening to this podcast that want to see this happen. They want to see us become that hero, hero narrative. This is the bounce back. Today's episode is the bounce back. It's the rebuild. But you got to figure out how far did you go down and how high you're going up. When I got here 10 years ago, I had to borrow $20 to get here. But that wasn't the foundation that I was bouncing back from. Initially, I'm from Michigan and I'm bouncing back for losing a quarter of a million dollars. And I'm bouncing back from a lawsuit of getting sued for $100,000 and also being in the NFL for four years and losing all my money. That's what I was running away from coming to Winnipeg. We're always running away from something. And you're like, well, how did you actually get to Winnipeg? Well, I was here because before Winnipeg, I was in Oklahoma because I was still running away from my problems. If you're hearing what I'm saying, my daughter has the stamina like I've never seen before, but eventually she gets tired of running. I ran away from my problems for so long before I had to deal with them. I ran away from God for so long until I was able to use so much pain here to help build some amazing things here but still never really dealt with my emotional stability of, am I good enough? And then in the last three days, I'm good enough. I think we all are good enough if we allow for the right people to say who we really are. You know, being judged in Winnipeg by the people that I've built these relationships with, some of that's valid. Some of that's not valid because you know just this version of Kelly Butler. When you meet somebody, you just know that version of them. You don't necessarily know how that became to be who they are. You just see the end product. Like I, I necessarily see when 
my, my former father-in-law would come to the house with orange cake. I don't necessarily know the preparation to make the cake, but I definitely know how it tastes. But once I'm, sometimes if he made the orange cake and it was off, I don't know. It was always on point until it, it's still on point. Unfortunately for me, I was always on point performing as a football player until I was no longer on point. So I was off. So as I initially you know, started, my system was running because I wasn't doing a maintenance check. What was running through my system and my mind was negative thoughts. You got to put some positive in there. If you're just drinking dark liquids and you're not putting some positive liquids in there, your body's going to start breaking down. I didn't have any positive spirituality. And then when I did, it just became a flood. Once you ask for a higher power to help, the rules no longer fall into your place. If anybody here is experimenting with certain things or trying to connect to a higher power, once you do that, that's up to you. I was like, I ain't necessarily going to start going down that path. I enjoy my CBD and my weed and I enjoy doing my spirituality. But once you connect and once you're serious about that, as because I was asking for it initially spirituality wise, it opens you up to something you've never seen before because those emotions that you never really dealt with, the positive ones come out in color and the negative ones come out in color until you're able to get yourself back emotionally stabilized to have normalized conversations. Now, that's a lot of pressure to do by yourself, first and foremost. It's, it's inspiring and encouraging to say that you're looking to God or looking to a higher power to get stabilized. A lot of people that go through AAA or go through you know something, they use the Lord to come into really regaining some control in their life or giving their control away. As I have, I felt like I had to surrender this rage and said it's very important to give it to a higher power and connect with people that believe in the same things I do. But the bigger issue is here. If you're not able to really fundamentally tie into that and you're not ready to do that, and once you do that, you got to have therapy, be a part of that. Because a lot of this is on one side, I've done so much therapy. On another side, this whole spirituality. So as I'm being judged from a therapeutic perspective, I'm being judged as crazy. I'm being judged as bipolar. I'm being judged as depressed. And I'm agreeing with a lot of these things. And in the final conclusion was Kelly Butler has a mood disorder. Now, on this side, I'm passionate. I'm dealing with the Holy Ghost and I'm feeling much more connected. And when I said to Eric Thomas and to the Lord, can you help me? It seems like the Lord has been answering my blessings back to back to back to back. So I got to keep going back to back to back to him and saying like, man, thank you. That's not taking away from me going to therapy. I just want to find a therapist that might be a little bit more religious because the therapist I had here was phenomenal for where I was at in Canada. But as I said, I've opened this box up to say my foundation is playing for a purpose. But one of my charities that's on my arm is BFL. And there's a charitable foundation in the States that I want to start rebuilding that legacy or building back on what was once broken. If people want to go back home or people are here because they're away from home, did you ever ask how they got here? Why they're really here? Did they want to be here or did they have to come from something that was war torn? Now, when you look at this melting pot of beauty, we don't talk about the beast. A lot of times when we're here, we're able to reflect and look at a lot of people because of the trauma that we've experienced. 
And I think we've been able to overcome by first generation, second generation people that have stayed in Winnipeg. But a lot of people look forward to going back home. And I think about when I'm back home in the States, a lot of the things that I once believed and what I believe now, I got to rebuild because I got a daughter that's watching me. I felt like for so long, I was never going to be good enough to come back to what I once was. I was always waiting to say, well, once I do this, then I'll come back home. Once I accomplish this, and then it became 10 years. And I accomplished a divorce. And I accomplished that. I, I, I ran for something so long that there was limited options. And when I say I'm going back home, let's make this very clear. Going back home means I'm keeping my foundation here. I have multiple homes here. I'm no longer a foster parent here. I'm going to go back home for like three weeks, go on the road, do motivational speaking, generate revenue to come back here and be able to see my daughter because I'm going to be dad first. So I'm going to generate enough revenue through this podcast and through my, my resources back home to be able to stay here and work there. So I'm not leaving. So if anybody's like, well, Kelly's leaving Posey. No, Kelly might go on the road for a couple weeks. Posey and Megan might come on the road with dad because we're working on that relationship as I talked about. So when I look at the plan, the plan is to be able to figure out how I can facilitate generating revenue to be able to have my family and be a phenomenal dad in Canada and also be able to be back home and be grounded and give back to the community back home. So that's kind of the plan I got going on. But I want to make sure when I frame this, the fundamental thought processes of 2021, the rebuild is being a great dad and being a great dad is having the right mindset and having the right mindset is making sure that people and myself, first and foremost, understands what I'm doing this for. And I have to be very clear of why I want to do it this way. When you look at yourself, you have to ask yourself, why are you doing this? You have to fundamentally say, first and foremost, why am I doing this? Posey. Check it off. I'm doing this for Posey. Now, when we break down the details of that, well, what's the details look like? You're doing this for Posey. So how often do you need to see Posey to make it make it for Posey? Well, if I'm doing it for Posey, then I can't be leaving because I'm rebuilding my relationship back home, but I'm destroying whatever little relationship I have here. So fundamentally, I can't rebuild something that is so precious and start breaking it down. So that's sometimes when dads are here in Winnipeg or people are here in Winnipeg and they're in and they have children in multiple relationships. It's challenging. If you're, I'm an American here with a Canadian wife, that's a child that has dual citizenship if she w- would want. And I know it's in the best interest for her to stay here. I know it's in the best interest for me to be a part of her life here. But I also know that there's not a way that I can financially be able to compensate to have the quality of life she deserves here. And for me, mental health and not seeing things happening here, I'm not gonna be happy speaking only in Winnipeg and Canada when I have so much to say that's reminding me of back home. And when I look at what's going on back home, there's a need for a black man to have a voice. When I look at why I started the podcast, how I got here with the podcast, it was to inspire people that who you are, what you are, and what you're doing. 2021, I have to be empowered to be proud of being black, first of all. That was one of the things that was challenging. I I, I tried to minimize being an African-American. When I look at Winnipeg, and let's just hold that for one second, Winnipeg, and why I have to go back to the States, is because in radio, there's nobody on radio that sounds like me. 
I have a smooth, silky voice. But speaking of that, radio reminded me, my four sisters clothing company that I do with my sisters, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, www.foursistersclothing.com, please look into it. It's supporting women, black women, white women, women. It's supporting minorities and diversity. Because you know what's not diverse? Winnipeg Radio. We talk about diversity. We talk about equality. And I just look at, they keep reproducing the same product. And they don't allow for diversity to come in there. And then when it is in there, they don't properly compensate that. That doesn't make me feel bad. It just reminds me that this show and the voices that I'm being able to articulate, to talk for that don't get a voice, and the numbers that are coming in, we have to keep moving forward. I didn't keep go this far to be able to have this much of a connection and be this inspired and have so many people believing in this to stop. But when I do look at people getting promoted, it reminds me that diversity in Winnipeg is not as diverse as it. they want to make it seem at the level that I'm looking at. But in the States, boy, oh boy, my man E.T. is popping, boy. My family in the crib is getting it going. DJ Infamous is getting it popping. My crew that I grew up with, doctors, lawyers. Sparky McEwen is the head coach at Davenport University. I have five different people that want to talk to me about speaking back in Michigan and another five people that want to talk about speaking back in Indianapolis and talking about reconnecting. This is going to be fun. Because I've been here for 10 years and see when people pretend to be something, I know what real and fake is. In Winnipeg, there's a lot of fake. Let's just be real about that. And if you don't like it, you probably should tune in because people in the States are really, really loving it, man. Because I had enough. I had enough people pretending to be fake on this side and knowing what really was and saying, well, where I'm from, that's not how we get down. And then when I'm getting back to going home, I'm like some people that I'm trying to reconnect with are a little bit weird, but I'm like, yo, we can get through this. And the passion about like, yo, I'm, I'm cut from a different cloth. Kelly Butler that grew up in the States that has lived here has seen a lot of weird behaviors in the last 10 years. And that's not crazy. That's not mental health. People change. And when you start changing and I get frustrated and I remind you of how we started, now all of a sudden Kelly is emotional. And Kelly's not emotional. Kelly's observant of people's behaviors over a time period changing and the love is lost because I can no longer serve you and serve your negative behaviors. That is what I saw. That's why I was like, man, hold on, man. I'm a, what, do I, what am I building towards in Winnipeg when we say, well, adversity and diversity and being a foster parent and saying, well, the system is broken. And the person that's trying to be able to add long-term stability seems to be causing a problem. So I'll step away. I ain't going to say anything more about it. I just said, I'm going to step away. And if you don't want to speak to me about it, well, you stepped into me working with me five years ago. And then now it's just like, all right, well, cool. You got to be able to have that emotional moment and let it go and say, guess what? It's in God's hands. And it's not bad to have emotions about it because all of a sudden in 2020, when I wasn't necessarily as spiritual as I was and really was just buying into Kelly Butler, people were calling me crazy. Oh, you're all over the place. You're emotional. I'm like, I'm hurt. I'm trying to build for a future and you're trying to build a bank account on these people's pain. The amount of people in Winnipeg 
that have tried to go out there and build their bank account on other people's broken promises and pain, it's sick. And if you don't like what you hear, then stop doing it. Just stop. Because that's why I had to stop facilitating certain things. I was like, all right, for 2021, I know what I'm up against. The kids know what they're up against. I got to inspire them and go back to the States and say, well, guess what? We're going to do it a different way this year. So when I talk about the books early on in the podcast with Black Lives Matter, when we had 17,000 people come out and speak and I didn't get to speak, that bothered me a little bit after the things that transpired in 2020. But in 2021, positivity is a change. I'm going back home. And guess what? The books that Playing for a Purpose bought on this side of the border get to be reallocated on the other side of the border. So there was $30,000 worth of total investment. $5,000 will stay in Winnipeg. And then the $25,000 worth of books are going back to the states. 10,000 are going into Grand Rapids Public Schools. 10,000 are going into Lansing Public Schools and 5,000 are going into North Carolina Public Schools. So I'm going to re-diversify the initial Kelly Butler coming back to the community and work on both sides of the border because my foundation, the one BFL, and especially because playing for a purpose when we establish it, it's allowed to do international affairs. So this is just poetic. Now LeBron James Foundation that was working with me saying, how can we work together? Well, I'll see you in February and we can do this together for Black History Month. So when I said the plan for 2020, ah, just chill out with it. Rebuild it. Take the good from 2020 and put it into 2021. So now let's get into it. When you now have taken your emotion and gone on that emotional roller coaster of where you want to be and where you are, and you've been able to reconnect and become neutralized, spiritually, you're like, God, I need some help here. God's like, all right, let's get to talking. And you should get to listening. So once you get to listening right now, I would assume that you should probably get a piece of paper because I'm gonna give you three pivotal points that can take you when you rebuild yourself. It's something that you've never seen before. First and foremost, you gotta look at yourself and write down what you are right now. Today on this day, what are you today? The man that you are. Not the man that you were, not the man that you, but the man that you are today. On the first sentence, how much you weigh, what you look like, what you feel like, and say, is this the way that you want to feel for the rest of your life? Is this how you want to be as a dad? And you got to really ask yourself that question. You got to sit with it. And then you got to just sit with it and sit there and like, is this, what is it? And you write that out. Just really take a moment because we don't take a time to write it out. Write that out. Where am I at today right now as who I am? Just write it out. Am I happy? And just write it out. And then once you get done writing, then you can see the negatives and the positives and see the positives you have and the negatives you have. And then from that, you say, well, the man I am, what do I want to really work on? The first thing that I wanted to work on was like, man, I have to be able to just be comfortable being me and get restabilized with all these emotions. So now you got to get into those details because it probably is a lot of those emotions. So where are you at now compared to last year? I don't need to go to therapy every single Tuesday like I did for the last two years. But I should go to church every Sunday. And I should definitely check in with a pastor every Tuesday. Same topic, different title. 
So I can have transferable information that can be, maybe I didn't get the answers from my therapist. Now maybe I can get them from my pastor or different pastors, or maybe I can get it from God. So I look at, look at where you want to be. Look at where you are. Look at where you are and look at what you need to add. So break down all those things and take the top five. So that's the first thing you need to do. Let's reevaluate and say, look at where you are right now. The good, the bad, the ugly, just the ugly truths that you can look at. Probably doing the bathroom, lock the door. Just like, this is what I look like. Cry, whatever, just get it out. And then I put stickers up. So I got, a, I got four sisters stickers everywhere. So I put a sticker to remind me of what I can grow to be. I grew to be 365 pounds being unhealthy. And in being mentally healthy, I almost became unhealthy and lost 130 pounds. Now I'm going to play with y'all and be about 275. You ain't going to see me. And watch how I get magical with this. Because I know what it takes to do this. Self-discipline. So the first thing is, with the plan that you have, where you are, write it down, and then put underneath that self-discipline and self-love. Self-discipline and self-love. I was so self-disciplined that I didn't love myself that I got to 365, and boy, I still felt loved by a lot of people. My arteries didn't love it. And then I love myself that I became 240 pounds or 35 pounds. I was like, man, I think I'm going to go the other way. If I'm this skinny, I got to find a balance. So you got to find that healthy balance of self-discipline and self-love. Write it down. That's the first thing that you need to do. And if you can't sit down with yourself and reevaluate yourself, if you don't really know yourself, then you're hurting yourself. Because as we started this podcast, I asked you, what did you do the last 90 days? Uh, what did you do the last 90 days in your business, in your relationship, in your physical? Where's your finances at? Where are your friends at? I know where I messed up at. As much as I seem like an aloof, when I got to get detail oriented and compartmentalize and package each individual in each situation and why it didn't didn't work out and along the lines where I could have taken a change and how I reached out to people proactively and they didn't positively respond to the initial reaction and I didn't respond negative positively so I was negative. I know where I messed up. I am very, very clear at coaching in detail and saying the people that I was able to coach with, where I was able to take these individuals to where they are. This is a difference of opinion because my personalities, we, concise, we, 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 we conflicted. The results are still there. Let's not get it caught up. Like I ain't trying to be cocky here, but the results when it comes to coaching and developing and training, I'll put myself up against anybody. Let's go. Now, if you're not comfortable to say that and you don't have the backing to prove that, then don't say that. Now I can say that I overly extended myself or overextended myself and had certain things that I took too much on and it took a lot out of me. And I had some unresolved emotional issues with the depression and finding out who my mother's killer was. So I'm very aware of the things that I'm not doing in 2021. I understand where I want to be in 2021, but I need you to be able to do the same thing. Simplifying, I was an asshole that was afraid to face his feelings. And I went about it the wrong way. And just because I helped somebody, I probably was hurting somebody in the same time. 
because I wasn't really helping myself. That's just the honest truth. So before you can build for 2020, have you been on point with your new plan to the fifth? It's Tuesday. It's five days. Have you been on point? Like you took five shots. How many shots did you make? And in each day, did you even think about your goal? Like what else are you doing here? And when you and what are you looking at? Like I ain't looking at much going on in Winnipeg. I don't watch the news. I talk to very many, very little people, and I'm really on my point. And my point is, I'm Bible, Eric Thomas. I get my 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 news, and I'm on my Instagram, and I'm on that bike. And then when I'm not on that bike, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm putting about five or six hours into this. And now I'm taking an online course with Lakewood University for as far as public speaking with Eric Thomas. And why do I keep saying his name? Because I'm like, it's working. I'm manifesting this in because that's where I want to be. If you don't want to be that, but you want to be something else. Well, if it's Jordan Hanslip that wants to be the starting quarterback for University of Manitoba, Jordan Hanslip is just thinking about himself throwing touchdowns while he's at home. He's just manifesting it. If Jordan Reeves wants to be a starting defensive end, he's thinking about making moves when he gets back. He's thinking about those things right now. He's really putting himself in that position. If Zach Williams wants to be the best offensive lineman, number 67, he's envisioning himself just taking mental reps. I'm mentally taking the reps right now that you aren't even thinking about. I'm seeing the platform that's already in front of me. I'm visualizing what I want. I'm manifesting it, and I'm telling you how to do it. And then when it happens, you don't want to believe it but I'm going to give the credit to God and say, well, I came here with 20 bucks. That was me not believing in God. And then five years later, I had a fire and started this foundation and I bumped into a guy who's my grandfather at Confusion Corner. It's confusing if you're not spiritual. So you really got to ask yourself, the plan has to start with you. You got to look at you. You got to write down you. You got to hold you accountable. And once you hold you accountable, then you got to be able to be like, all right, self-discipline and self-love. Now we got self-discipline and self-love. And here's the third one. And this is going to be the biggest one that either takes you to where you want to go or you go somewhere and you just, you just go. Science or soul, science over soul, soul over science, or how you look at it. There's some scientific facts that you need to follow, and there's some soul searching you need to do in 2021. We all should. Now, when you soul search and you ask yourself, why have situations presenting themselves with people? Science is going to tell you that you have these characteristics. You're this depressed, bipolar, PTSD, these reasons why you don't interact with people well. Then when you work on these things and you take all these medications, science is going to tell you you're not taking the right dosage. Then you're going to take too much of this and nobody wants to associate with you because you become problematic. Because science tells you you're so broken, you need so much medication to be functional in society. Not saying they're wrong, but your soul could take off some of that medication and maybe substitute it with some Western philosophy medication to have a better balance. And maybe you could get spiritual and maybe you could get a little bit more healthy and maybe you wouldn't need as much of that stuff and maybe you'd be a little bit more sound mind. So when you ask yourself, when you're looking at you in the mirror, 
who you listening to, science or your soul? Because I know when I was listening to science, I started going crazy. Because I was such so good at overcoming adversity. I was Kelly, the person that could overcome everything. And then I took a moment and I connected with somebody that I had never seen before. A certain person in this community that had uh, schizophrenia. It was having a breakdown. And man, I put my soul into that kid. And I saw something that was just so beautiful that became so broken that could never really find his way back. And I don't know if I absorbed it or it just resonated with me, but I couldn't shake it. And I was stuck with it. And once I got stuck with this whole new like mental dementia, I didn't know what to do because I had overcome so many things, but I had never really understood that part. And I got so close with it as far as trying to listen to it, understand it on a scientific perspective. I never took it from a soul perspective. I never took it from this kid's experienced so much trauma and he's just got these different people and these different fragmented thoughts that are coming out, you know, just emotionally at the wrong time. He's just got to reset his clock and get rebalanced and rebuild who he is. It's not that somebody has a breakdown. They can't get back in. It's not broken. It's just a mental break. Or it's just, a, it, there's certain things that need to be there. And if you're just taking science by itself, then it's going to be a lot of missing pieces like Tetris. But over here, when I approached the same thing and I was like, man, whoa, stop, Kelly. When you went to the mental hospital and you sat there, because I didn't really go into great detail. I, 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 I'm like, oh, I got out of there in 11 minutes when I saw the doctor. I had to sit there and think there for a little while. I'm like, what in the hell have I done? Shit was not funny, but I had to go out there and be like, what's going on here, okay? All of a sudden, I was like, man, I ain't talking to myself here. Damn sure wasn't talking to the doctors. So who was I talking to, guys? Dun, dun, dun. Allow me to reintroduce myself. The Holy Spirit, God. He who was what I was talking to was like, KB, dog, you were emotional, man. I'm like, God, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to save these kids from being like me, playing sports. I don't want them to be me. I understand, Kelly, but you just can't be breaking down in front of people. They're going to call you crazy. And this whole time, God was like, man, you're going to go through a hell that you've never seen before, but you'll get through it. Why, God? Well, because that's what I want you to do. All right, God, I got to get out of here and see my daughter. Well, that piece of paper that you wrote your name down, that you had the other person write his name down, shows that you knew that you were becoming emotional. So you're not that crazy. You ain't, what'd you do? You, you threw off some of your watches because you didn't want to have materialistic stuff and you didn't prepare that morning so you only had on shorts and a t-shirt. So it wasn't like you were just walking around taking your clothes off. You just weren't prepared to go to work. You woke up late. All right, that makes sense too. Good. If you're crazy, you can't think about this. All right, well, who am I talking to? You're talking to God or you're talking to yourself. Which one do you want to talk to? Because you keep telling people you're talking to yourself and you're going to be here for a lot longer than you want to be. Okay, God, what do we do next? Well, what would you do if you weren't here? Well, I would probably sit somewhere, drink some water and, you know, get out of here. So how are you going to get out of here? Well, you probably want to go home, Kelly, don't you? Yeah. So get back into your routine. I'm being so detailed about this vivid memory and saying that it was a memory. I wasn't losing my mind. God was saying, this is going to be challenging. 
And I said, God, as I had before, not knowing it was God, said, I need to get out of here. And then it, I got up and got at four o'clock and started working out. I worked, I worked out in the mental hospital at four o'clock. There was no doctors. Everybody was asleep. They're like, do you want to take anything? No, I went into the bed. It's like, I can't do this. It was, and I worked out and I started talking to the individuals in there and the people in that mental environment aren't that broken. They just don't have very many good people. They just treat them like horrible people. It's awful. I, I said, I was like, when I get out of here, I'm going to come back and help you guys out here because you're not that bad. Like the way that they call treatment. So then it was eight o'clock and I was waiting to see the doctors. Like, all right, can I see the doctor? No, I'm like, all right, well, they're going to be checking my behavior. And if I'm erratic right now, then I'm not going to get out of here. I'm like, all right, cool. But they were letting other people that could leave and go out there and smoke. So I had to sit here and wait. But they didn't check my pockets or anything. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is frustrating. So what they're trying to do in that situation is like, what is this guy? How is this guy going to respond in challenging situations? It's very fun. It's fundamentally frustrating when you feel like somebody's trying to trap you, but they don't want to help you. But then they're going to go out there and judge you because I'm here. I know when I'm in here, it's kind of when you're watching football, when you get out of the game after the few bad plays you had, you know you have to think about that until you have to watch film. So any athlete that had a bad play on Sunday and messed up, then they went to the sideline and they got cussed out by their coach and they had to finish the game. And then, you know, they had to wait to watch film. I was like, I got to get out of this game, first of all, to watch this film. So I'm stuck there. I want you to be very clear about that. So I'm like, man, I'm getting close to an opportunity to at least start over and get out of here. And this is my low of lows. This is my low of lows. So I sit there and say, God, I got to do this. Doctor comes in there because he's like, doctor comes in. He's like, hey, here, what do you want to do? I'm like, in this situation, from what I've experienced, I felt overwhelmed with emotions. It was a dream. And at this moment, I don't want to be here. Some of these people in this environment need to be here. But for myself and for my, what my background is, I think it's in the best decision to go back to my environment. I'm waiting for my NFL disabilities. This is triggering. This is what's going on. And the dude was like, yeah, here you go. And he wrote mood disorder and I left. And I thank God. And then I went to work. And it took me a year. Because that's how my year started last year. This year, I'm thanking God because you put me through so much to challenge me to walk through so much, not giving you credit and supporting me to say this has been one of the best years for 2021 I'm excited about. And 2020 was one of the best years the foundation has ever had. But me, Kelly Butler, it was one of the years that I had to be broken down mentally, emotionally, physically to be rebuilding myself. So if you're looking at rebuilding yourself, start rebuilding your soul. As you start rebuilding your soul, you'll start rebuilding your mind. As you start rebuilding your mind, you'll start rebuilding your body. You'll start loving yourself because you're disciplined. So when we start this over and we recap this from the beginning, it said, how are we going to rebuild? What are we going to take in the last 90 days? What's your details? If you don't know, well, we're going to start today. You're going to identify yourself and look yourself in the mirror. Then you're going to find a sticker and remind yourself of who you can be. And you're going to be self-disciplined, but you're still going to love yourself. And you're going to go do some soul searching and you're going to sit with it. And you're going to be either satisfied that you're not happy or something is going to drive you to become more happy. But in thinking about this, I'm going to push you out of here. 
I want you to be a part of this because you, why am I got more energy? Because I got the responses from the push with KB at Gmail and they said, man, people been calling me crazy too, K. I'm like, nah, dog, what'd you do? All right, you ain't as crazy as you think you are, but you need to calm down before you get yourself locked up. And they're like, what you mean? I'm like, man, there's some things that I think I can tell you about that from my personal experience, and there's some people that I'm starting to connect with that I think we can talk about. He's like, yo, really? I'm like, yes, really. I'm like, nothing has changed from when I've been gone in the States to now. It's just I've grown up and I'm going to articulate and tell this story and do it in a way that helps us all just grow and be inspired. I didn't lose my positivity or my passion because I was emotionally just overwhelmed. But I do know that being able to be where we are and where we need to go, we need to collaboratively come together. And in coming together, when you hear this, you better go buy a shirt from uh, Uh, You know, Four Sisters Clothing. Think about it, com. We got to support this. We got to embody this. We got to really believe in this. I believe that there's something inside of each of us that we can want more of. I believe that we're afraid, as I was last year. I believe I'm still just as afraid, but I feel much more supported by God and, and the people back home and, and being able to be, be comfortably self-disciplined having this conversation. I ain't the best swimmer, but I can jump in my pool and do a couple laps. A couple years ago, I was like, man, I need a lifeguard and floaties on. Don't be afraid to get back in the water just because you almost drowned. Just make sure you're a little bit more prepared to jump back into the pool. I'm pushing out of here. It's your boy KB. Peace.